Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast for all law enforcement professionals and all those who support them. Sponsored by the National Police Credit Union. We mean police business. I'm your co-host, Ken Bader, with co-host Casey Smith. Welcoming you to part two of Beyond the Call with Robert Thibodeau. After uh, I got out of the academy, I went out, I worked, I volunteered for the hardest detachment we had, which is Highway Patrol at the Baltimore Tunnels area. And mm-hmm. uh, working midnights, because that's where all the action is. Sure. And I just loved it. I mean, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, I got promoted, uh, went down to the Bay Bridge. You guys, if you're, if you remember back, uh, I'm trying to remember the year now, I think it was 2008 possibly 2008, 2009, when the tractor trailer went off of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge down into the bay. Um, Mm. It was the first time in the history of the bridge that happened. I was the shift supervisor that night. Wow. Mm. You know, I I just come back in. I always went down to 7-Eleven at four o'clock in the morning, get my cup of coffee for the end of the shift. And uh, I had a guy sitting in there taking notes. He was on light duty and he was in the office holding the phones down while I went down there. And I came back and anything going on, I'm taking a swig of coffee. And I hear the tone burst go out because we always backed up Queen Anne's County on the other side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, that means they had an emergency situation. I'm like, huh, I wonder what they got. Do I need to send anybody over there? And they said, we just got a report of a tractor trailer went off the Bay Bridge into the Bay. And I had a mouthful of coffee. It's like the cartoon thing where it just says, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, what did he just say? And about that time, our switchboard just lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And mm. But that started uh, that adventure. But when it all got yeah. done, you know, I got an award because I handled it. I mean, if you, if you tried to teach a class on how to handle an emergency procedure, they said I checked every single block. And I didn't have any checklist, and I'm just running it through my head because that was how I was trained. Yeah. Military and everything. Okay. Exactly. Take the emergency one step at a time. And that's what yeah. I and, uh, But, yeah, that was – it wasn't a good time. Uh, but – you know, it, it allowed me to be promoted, I guess you could say, ahead of uh, my peers again. And uh, when I, I ran, I mean, I was a runner because of the military. And I ran marathons. I ran the uh, 2010, I'm sorry, 2006 Baltimore Marathon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it was in late October. And I took off till January, you know, because you're supposed to give your body time to re- recover. January, I started training for the 2007 marathon. And May 12th, I put in a seven and a half mile run at about a eight and a half minute pace, uh, just, you know, training run and came home went to work that night. And May 12th, 2007, uh, while working an uh, accident scene on the highway in a huge downpour, I ended up getting uh, injured in the accident scene myself. And that was the last time I ever ran. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a couple of knee surgeries and I recovered from that and then uh, hurt my wrist in a fight. Uh, and, you know, that had surgery on there. And uh, you know, Did you just, at least win that fight? Oh, 
I never lost. <laughs> I never lost a foot chase, and uh, that, was, that was always funny because you know I captured a guy and and haul him down to the cell, and while I'm sitting there doing the reports, the other officers come in and say, "I can't believe you let this fat old guy catch you." you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my legs, you know, they, because of all that running background, you know. I mean, it was, yeah. I never lost a foot chase. Never lost the fight. Uh, but, you know, I did have to have a couple surgeries on my wrist. I had, uh, you know, well, all told, I guess, from May 12, 2007 to today, I've had 32 different medical procedures between oh, my geez. wrist, my legs, and my back. And uh, wow. in uh, late 2010, I could hear the rumors that, uh, you know, we don't think you're going to recover. We're going to start sending you for evaluations. Mm. I've been fighting to stay on duty. I'd have a surgery and I'd fight through rehab to get back on duty, you know, sure. after as fast as I could. And uh, I was praying about it. I said, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do with this? Should I keep fighting? You know, what's up? And he said, just trust me. I said, okay, I'm going to back out of it. And uh, in March of 2007, uh, well, in January 2007, they sent me for a medical eval. And they put me back on duty and we had an, a big accident scene and I was a shift supervisor. I was out there about six hours on my feet mm. handling everything. And I got back in the office and sat down, you know, how when you have a big workout when you sit down and relax for a few minutes, sure. everything comes up uh, about an hour after the 45 minutes. So the commander of the, the detachment called me in, wanted to know what was going on and I'm hobbled pretty good. Yeah. And when she said let me ask you a question. Are you able to do this job? I goes, yeah, sure. You know, he goes, well, it doesn't look like it. I go, well, <laughs> there are, you know, I have good days and bad days. If there's bad days, I stay in the office. There's good days. I go out on the road, you know, she goes, well, let me ask you this. If they brought a prisoner in and they resisted and pulled it out the door, would you be able to chase it? Well, absolutely. Uh, by the time I hit the parking lot, I'm probably wondering what the hell did I just do? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So she said, well, I'm going to send you for an evaluation again. And, and when I went back in, this was March of 2007, the doctor said, I was expecting to see you again, but not this fast. Yeah. And he goes, okay, I'm going to tell your unit you're done. And, and that started the paperwork. You know, uh, normally it's a 12 to 18 month process to you know, do the paperwork and all that, unless you're, you've know, been shot and you're on your deathbed or something sure. like that. Uh, so I was like, well, I got another year or so to, to do this. Uh, my wife and I prayed over the packet. I submitted it on April 3rd of 2011. And on April 28th, I had a letter in the mail said, congratulations on your retirement. Yeah. So it was that fast. Wow. And, uh, and I've been retired ever since. You know, Jeez. story there. I, I was going to say, you, I, I can listen to you all day. I feel like you have so many awesome stories. But... <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's really, that's, but the injury, the injuries I do think are, um, a lot of our audience can certainly relate to them because yeah. I, I do know officers go through so many different things and they're constantly going through, um, recovery for, for all of them. But yeah, yes, I just, I appreciate all the work that you've done. And now a word from our sponsor, the National Police Credit Union. The National Police Credit Union is pleased to introduce Killed in the Line of Duty Loan Protection, a special debt cancellation benefit created exclusively for active full-time law enforcement officers. Available for multiple loans at no cost to the borrower, 
This complimentary benefit will cancel up to 850,000 of the outstanding balance of one or more loans should the unthinkable happen to an officer due to a line of duty incident. Eligible credit union loans includes mortgages and home equity loans, auto, motorcycle and boat loans, signature loans, uniform loans, tuition loans, student loan consolidations, and credit cards. Killed in the line of duty loan protection is available only for the qualifying officer and the protection may not be purchased outright. This debt cancellation benefit only applies in the case of death. Please see loan addendum upon loan closing for more details and for more information, please go to nationalpolicecu.com host a show called the kingdom a podcast called the kingdom crossroads podcast um what are some of the subjects that you cover and outside of the sketchy guest uh kim bader um what <laughs> other kinds of <laughs> what other guests do you have on your show well uh, concerning ken you know sometimes something falls through the cracks and you just gotta do exactly <laughs> i didn't know how it happened <laughs> But it was very nice of you to have him on there. Uh, <laughs> as, as the producer of this show, I understand. I obviously need to be more careful about who I bring on, especially after I've been on their podcast. <laughs> but please continue, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, tell the, us a little bit about what you talk about on okay. that uh, well, podcast. The KCR podcast, you know, during that time when I was uh, – hobbled and, and not able to do anything i think it was after the second knee surgery and they were looking at you know the, the rumors had started uh i was like okay well what what's next and i just was led to start my own weekly 30 minute online radio program today we call it a podcast i had no idea what it was called that right right, right. <laughs> uh, and this was definitely a face step of the lore because this is literally i'm not making this up or exaggerating i'd have help checking email okay and i'm not <laughs> right and, uh, yes. but I, I did, you know, what I was led to do. And, and you know, I, today I call it a part, it's called a podcast, but I found out, wow, within just a couple months, I had followers. So this is like, cool. You know? Oh yeah. And, uh, that led us into, uh, going on nationwide AM radio, uh, for mm -hmm. a, one year. Uh, the, nice. the only catch with that was that I had to pay for it, you know, and that, yeah. and when I yeah. retired, that suddenly became a big chunk of the budget. Right. Mm -hmm. So I stopped that after the one-year contract. But during that same time, I was led to start what is now Evangelism Radio. It's an online Christian radio station. We made it so affordable, no pastor could say they couldn't afford it because we made it free and just trusted God for offerings. Mm -hmm. uh, right. We grew from starting at zero to number one in the world by shoutcast.com shoutcast on several occasions nice. in our genre. Wow. And uh, from day one to this day, really, the budget's been met each and every month. Uh, we never oh. report on a budget. Uh, we don't have millions of dollars in the bank, but the budget was met every month. Uh, right. So I started up a podcast again in order to interview the pastors uh, that were mm -hmm. you know, broadcasters on our station. And, you know, that started off, and I'd, I'd do two this week and one next week, and then none for two months, and then another one to join. So I'd interview them, maybe none for six more weeks, you know, stuff like that. So it was just hitting mm -hmm. this. I got an email one day. Someone uh, had an author of a Christian book they wanted us to, to, you know, would you be interested in interviewing? I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I found out, wow, these stories are so much more interesting than the pastor's stories. You know? <laughs> because the pastor is, I was lost, got born again, got called, went to school, now I'm a pastor. I was lost, yeah. 
call just more or less lock all the way through where everyone else has their own unique twist on life's issues right right and that started you know where i do one a week and but i you know then i had so many people in the hopper already to produce so well let me go to two a week and then three a week and even at three a week i was booking i was doing like if i was doing a recording with you today and this you know I'll, I'm just going to pick a date so we don't date ourselves, but let's say this is July of 2019. Mm. And I say, okay, your podcast will air in November. Wow. <laughs> that's how far out I was getting. So I said, well, maybe I need to go to a daily podcast. And that's what I started doing. That brought it down to where now I'm about a week to 10 days out uh, when we do our recordings. But I mm. interview, of course, you know, pastors and, and missionaries and, and all that, your traditional Christian audience. But authors, musicians, business owners, Christian uh, business owners, nonprofit leaders, and, you know, just business. You know, it could be a secular business owned by a Christian. It could be a Christian business, you know, like uh, LifeWay Books or something like that. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we just run the whole gamut. As long as there is a Christian behind it, I guess you could say, uh, they're welcome on the podcast. Uh, mm. Our podcasts, you know, it's formatted for a 28 minute time slot on our radio station. Uh, mm-hmm. so as, as Ken and I were talking beforehand, you know, his interview went 45 minutes or so. So I just made a couple different parts. Actually, his went almost 55 minutes. We were, we were hitting it off. We were, we were D- talking damn, damn um, verbose oh, yeah. guess. I know. Every now and then, one yeah. slips through. You, know? you always get, you know, what are, one of those guests that just won't shut up, right? <laughs> so that's what the, you know, so we got three parts of it. And actually, his part one is going live today. On the oh, nice. But, uh, but that's how we deal with it. Uh, it's an enjoyable experience because I meet so many different people like y'all. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just has expanded my horizons a lot uh, of what mm-hmm. is for me to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, because you've got so much time on your hands, you, you also, <laughs> you also run, you run a business as a speaker and a consultant. Uh, you even call yourself the podcast Yoda. We got to hear about that. So tell us more about the business and the services you offer. Okay. Well, uh, I was looking, you know, like you said, I, literally my job is sitting here at the computer and yeah, that gets a little old just talking into the monitor, you know, six, <laughs> seven, eight hours a day, every single day. Uh, oh, yeah. All the radio station stuff and answering emails and all that. I was like, what else can I do to get me out in front of people? And, and I sat down, I was looking at what is it I'm good at? And as we alluded to in the prior questions, leadership is one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. training team building and so i started just to put some feelers out there and end up being invited to speak at a veterans conference uh, Mm -hmm. a couple of business conferences and you know long story short i end up becoming a a public speaker uh, that teaches on team building and leadership and and that's what i've been doing uh, for about i guess a little over a year now maybe 15 16 months and uh, I had two events back in June. I uh, spoke at Run Woman's Conference uh, down in Baltimore. I spoke up at the Inspired League Conference up in Bel Air, Maryland, which is local here. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. awesome, all the people that you get to meet at these conferences. And yeah. w- the other thing I do is 
because of my podcast and radio background, like I said, this has been going this nine years now I've been doing this. Uh, people ask me questions about podcasting. You know, how can I start a podcast? What do I have to do? What kind of equipment is it? You know, how much does it cost? You know, as a, I was on these Facebook groups, just, you know, providing tips and value. And someone made a comment and said, you're, you're like a, a Yoda of podcasting. <laughs> that and somebody else picked up on that. Yeah. You know, you're like a podcast Yoda. And I'm like, that's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. I, I like, like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the nickname I have is the podcast Yoda. Uh, I was going to set up a website for that. But then I got thinking about, you know, possible trademark and copyright like issues. Yeah. yeah. So, so sure. we just call it podcast training. Uh, it's podcast dash training.com. Uh, mm. Combined word is already taken. So podcast dot uh, dash training.com. And, but I do on the website refer to myself as the podcast Yoda, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just that I can't market it like that. Okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in that podcast. Probably better to be safe. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to make a million dollars doing this and have to pay 10 million to the Star Wars people. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Star, much worse. Yeah, Star Wars is owned by Disney. And uh, from what oh, I understand, no. when it comes to these types of things, they're they're not as, as friendly protective. and cuddly as you think that they would be. Yeah. You're right. They're not nearly as... <laughs> they're not the happiest place on earth if you're in court. With uh, yeah, that would, that would just take your character. No, that's, it's... that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so that that's what we do now and through my podcast training i take people from basically the concept that they have in their mind through the launch and mm -hmm. even in the monetization so it runs the nice. whole thing on that so and that, that's that's uh Excellent. my side job that's my side hustle i guess you could say <laughs> yes but one thing that we are planning on doing and i just got confirmation today that it will be in beta phase beginning august and that is we are having we are starting and we've been working on this for about a year now uh, okay we are going to start our own christian podcast hosting company mm. Ooh. and the reason wow. for that is there are so many you know pastors churches and ministry leaders that have podcasts on you know i won't even name some companies but think of the major companies that host podcasts sure, sure. and mm -hmm. your loop you're looped into the, the segment of religion and spirituality. So right. your podcast might be listed next to uh, a Buddhist and an atheist and a mm -hmm. fortune teller. And, you know, and you're there in the midst of them. Well, we're right. we this up strictly for the Christians. And that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, and it's been about a year in the planning stages. We've been making baby steps, but I just got the email this morning that the beta platform for us will be up and running by next week. Uh, so we're looking for that. And it's called faithcasters.net. That'll be the name. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, mm -hmm. that's, so that's just one more piece of the puzzle to be added to the mix. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you didn't have enough to do. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Let's start something else. Let's keep it going. <laughs> I, I can't, I can only drink so much coffee looking at the same computer screen. That's why I got three, one for every platform. Yes. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. I like it. Well, well, Casey, you want to add to the puzzle by uh, taking the podcast Yoda through your uh, semi-lightning arm? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I do. I I want to find out how Yoda esque you can be in this regard. But um, no, we have a, a lightning round where we ask a few questions about you to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and yeah, hopefully you're not ready for them. But if you are, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the first question, your favorite fictional crime fighter of all time. It can be a human, an animal, a superhero, or a machine. Fictional favorite crime fighter. The Green Hornet. The Green green Hornet. That is awesome. Actually, Cato. Cato. Okay. That is a new one. That is brand new. He was the assistant to the Green Hornet, right? Kind of like Rob Batman. Right, right. Bruce Lee back in the TV days. Yeah, I was going to say he Uh was Cato. Yeah. Yep. And that's why, because he was Bruce Lee. Yeah. That was my favorite. Very nice. Excellent choice. Uh, Number two, the best buddy cop movie or TV show? Mmm. Wow. Uh, Super Troopers. Ah, oh, we've had that one before. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Uh, number three, what is your definition of a hero? Going above and beyond. Beyond the call. Look at that. <laughs> great, great branded answer. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He knows he knows which podcast he's on. I appreciate that. That's right. <laughs> uh, and number four, who would you say is your hero or the person you admire the most? General George S. Patton Jr. Oh wow. Hmm. That was uh I'll oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna t- tell us more. Okay. Uh when I was commissioned officer in my first unit, uh the squadron commander for officer professional development required all the officers to read at least one book every year or mm. every every month and mm-hmm. i started somehow or other I, I pull out i guess because of my cavalry connections and and that's the armor uh regiment the you know Jared, george Patton was an armor officer so i started reading books on him and i found myself identifying a lot with uh his uh unique mannerisms, you know, because of my drill sergeant days mm-hmm. and, you know, he was always strove for excellence. You know, you may have failed in the mission, but if you gave a hundred percent, he'd support you a hundred percent. But if he found mm-hmm. out you only gave 80%, he'd come down hard on you. And that's kind of how I was. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I just started studying more and more. I've, I've got, oh gosh, I guess a dozen books on, on mm-hmm. him, things like that. As a matter of fact, when, I left the police department when I retired in, in 2011. Uh, a major for our department was retiring in January 2012. And he called me in and he, he both he and I are, are Patton fans. And he has uh, a collection of Patton art. Mm. And he gave me a couple of pictures from his wall uh, from, so that I can put in my office. And if you pull the camera feed back up. You can see them on the wall behind me. I still have them. They're on my office wall. Uh, that's wow. how much of an admirer I am of George Patton. And so that, nice. that, that's my hero. That's my, men, my, my role model. Yep. Yes. Excellent. 
Um, And lastly, where, I think you may have mentioned this, but where can people find you if if they want to, you know, obviously take advantage of anything that you have going on? The general website is bobthibodeau.com. They can also refer to that website through our podcast training platform, which is podcast-training.com. The main website on there, but the website that has, uh, you know, all my, contact info and the blog and all that is bobthibodeau.com. Terrific. Well, Bob, amazing story, my friend. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one to beat in future uh, episodes of Beyond the Call. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But uh, we we appreciate your service to our country. We appreciate your service as a, a law enforcement professional and really appreciate you sharing uh, a great story and uh, a lot of good insight today with us on Beyond the Call, Bob. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I just want to give you guys a thank you for all the work you do to support our law enforcement brothers and sisters, because without people in our corner, life gets so much harder. It does. But knowing yeah. that organizations like yours out there to have our backs, uh, it makes mm-hmm. it a lot. So I appreciate everything you guys do as well. Thank you, and it's Thank it's our pleasure. That. We love doing it every day. Uh, and yes. Casey, tell people where they can find Beyond the Call. Yes. So to check out this episode um, or any of our previous episodes, go to nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, please check out all of our credit union news and updates, as well as our savings and loan rates. Uh, there's always an awesome high-speed chase promotion, uh, so certainly check that out. Uh, and be sure to share this podcast. Rate it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a guest that you think would be a great feature, they have to be as awesome as Robert Thibodeau. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to the bottom of the page on that same site, nationalpolicecu.com forward slash podcast, and you will see an entry point there. Um, and of course, as always, please stay safe. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody.